Hello, and welcome to Cowboys Cody's Talk. This is a podcast where I talk about everything to do with the Cowboys, whether that be about the upcoming games, trades, previous seasons, or current events. I will be talking about it from the perspective of a Cowboys fan. Go Cowboys! This past Sunday, the Cowboys played the undefeated Panthers, and they actually won. So, in my opinion, this was the most complete game so far. The first half could have been better. It, it was a close game. The offense couldn't... I mean, 13 points is fair for a half. But, you know, their defense looked bad in the first quarter. But in the second quarter, they improved a lot. They got many pressures on Darnold the last few drives. And when they look to be unstoppable, the I mean the Panthers' offense, they the defense actually stopped them. So I, it was so the third quarter was actually very amazing. They scored twenty points. Yeah, after the second half, first half, I was very not pessimistic, but I was it was just not looking good. There was times where I felt that. The Cowboys could definitely lose this game, but the third quarter absolutely changed that because, you know, they had a huge offensive and defensive game. They got two interceptions with Diggs. Diggs got two. He's got five so far, at least one each game. Again, the offense was very good. They scored 20 points in just one quarter. So in the fourth quarter, it was not that good because they they let off, let off the gas a little bit. They took out Diggs for some unknown reason besides them saying player management or something. It's, I mean, you you take out your best one of your best players on defense, right when it's. There's still a quarter left. It's a three-score game, and yeah, that's a lot of points. But so, supposedly, I mean, this was a stat, a stat. But the Panthers had the best defense in the league, and I know they were without J.C. Horn, but they had the number one rushing defense, and they could not stop Ezekiel Elliott at all. Or Tony Pollard, so the Cowboys exposed their defense. Because in 2019, I remember that Dak and the Cowboys offense general couldn't beat these good defenses. But now, they already beat the best defense in the Panthers. They scored 29 points against the Buccaneers, which is the number one team against the run last season. So... Their offense, just this, this just proves that their offense is so good. Um, Schultz was had a, a, he struggled a bit because you know with multiple fumbles, they didn't lose the ball thanks to them recovering it again. And uh, you know forward progress that maybe should not have been forward progress, but 
you know, Panthers want to complain about that. But overall, the defense, the defense was really good in the second. Well, they're really good the third quarter. And like I said, the end of the second quarter. And I know the Panthers were without Christian McCaffrey, which all these Panthers fans are saying, oh, congratulations, you scored, you you won by eight points against the team who was out their best player in J.C. Horn. Like, first of all, the Cowboys had a 36-14 to 14 lead in the fourth quarter. And... Or was it 33-14? I don't know. I mean, it was 36-14 at one point. But, so, and a lot of that had to do with the running backs. And I don't think, no, excuse me. So, which, sure, them being without Chris McCaffrey, like, that completely stopped the Panthers game plan because Chub Hubbard had some sh- signs of good play, but it's definitely not what Chris McCaffrey would have done because Chris McCaffrey is probably the best running back in the league, except he gets, he's injured all the time as of the past two years. So, but he wasn't there, which is definitely a factor to maybe why they lost, but let's talk about the fourth quarter, right? So they were without Chris McCaffrey. They were down, 14, sorry, let me do math real quick. They were down 22 points, yeah. So that's a three-possession game with at least one two-point conversion. But so if you're down that much, you can't really use, you can't really run the ball that much unless Chris McCaffrey's game like over 10 yards per play. And yeah. You could definitely, yeah, you know, they probably wouldn't be down 22 points if McCaffrey was there, but, like, so, maybe, but, like, the Cowboys were down several players on defense, Demarcus Lawrence, you know, several players, Keanu O'Neal, so, you could argue that, yeah, they, they were without Chris McCaffrey and J.C. Horn, but the Cowboys were out more players, one one of their best players on the defense. So let's not pretend Chris McCaffrey gets like fifty yards each play. Uh, he is stoppable because if he really is unstoppable, then shouldn't the Panthers have a winning record every time? You know that's fun. And the Cowboys have a, a really solid team against the run as well. So. Anyway, Jay-Z Horn, I don't understand that argument at all because if you have a number one defense in the league against the run, what what does a cornerback do, right? The whole fourth quarter, the Cowboys weren't conservative the whole time, but they were definitely running the ball quite a bit especially the second half of the fourth quarter because, you know, they are trying to run down the clock and that's the smart thing to do. So you have the number one rushing defense to stop the run and you can't do it 
what is a cornerback who stops the pass going to do? You know, and you have C.J. Henderson. So stop pretending that Jace Horn's elite. He's not Stephon Gilmore or Steph- however you say his name. Like, it's not like he's, I don't know, Trollon Diggs. So I'm not saying J.C. Horn's not good. I personally don't know because I haven't watched him play because he was injured. But if the Cowboys, my point is, if the Cowboys run the ball the majority of the time, the Panthers were down 22 points. That injury is not going to affect it at all. And the Cowboys had way more rushing yards than passing yards, meaning they focused more on the run that game anyway. So passing, and I don't think Jace Horns, you know, has lockdown status. So, and the game, yeah, like I said, it was a 22-point game in the fourth quarter. So us, it being an eight-point game, at the end of the game, has literally nothing to do. Trevon Diggs was out. So, if you want to say, oh, the Panthers lost because J.C. Horner was out. Well, actually, the Cowboys, it was an eight-point game because Trevon Diggs was out. Okay, let's keep it both ways, right? And, and a lot of fans like to throw in garbage time, but that's exactly what it is. It's garbage time. So when the Cowboys come back and they put themselves in a favorable position and lose by like seven, six, you know, eleven, if the defense didn't choke a fifty-yard play last season against the Browns, it would have been a closer game. But you know that's garbage time. But when the Panthers are without J.C. Horn and Christian McCaffrey. And the Cowboys only beat them by eight points, regardless, even though it was a 22-point game in the fourth quarter. It's not garbage time. It, it, it means the Cowboys are trash because they only beat that team by eight points. It just doesn't make sense to me. This was another run-heavy game, so let's go over stats of this game. So Dak Prescott was 14 for 22. He got 188 yards four touchdowns, and he rushed for 35 yards. Ezekiel Elliott had 20 carries for 143 yards and one touchdown. Tony Pollard had 10 carries for 67 yards. Amari Cooper had three receptions for 69 yards and one touchdown. Don Schultz had six receptions for 58 yards and one touchdown. Cedric Wilson had two receptions for 30 yards and one touchdown. Blake Jarwin had 18 yards and one touchdown. I think it was one reception as well. Overall, the offense scored 36 points and scored, I mean, had 433 yards of offense. And the defense allowed 28 points, 379 yards. And they sacked Sam Darnold five times. And two interceptions. So in the Panthers game, the Cowboys had many players that struck out stuck out to me. So the first one is Dak Prescott, obviously. He had a very clean game, no interceptions or 
fumbles. Um, which is basically why he's included is because of two rushes that he had. He saved drives with both rushes. Like, the first rush he had, he fumbled it, so might have been a, a snap mistake. But anyway, regardless, it was a second and 20, or I think it was second 20. So it was already a long situation, but he rushed for 15 yards. So, which is to save that drive, and that drive ended up being a touchdown. So he saved the drive by rushing that much, because otherwise it would have been a third and very long, and they would just probably ran it or did a screen pass or something. But he also had a good game overall, so that's why he's included. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, he had yet another great game, probably his best game yet, in my opinion of the season in, in a long time. Did great against one of the best teams against the Rush. So yeah, if you have if if you have hundred and forty three yards against a team that only allowed forty five rushing yards per game, I think I think you deserve to be on this list. But you know, Amari Cooper he had some great plays, like, you know, a catch and that ended up in a touchdown, but it was like I don't know. <laughs> Basically, why he's on this list is because of that, and he also played on an injured rib and an injured hamstring, so and he still did great. So, Trevon Diggs, he's probably the best defender that the Cowboys have right now. He had two interceptions this game, and yet again another performance. But Trevon Diggs has just been amazing this season. He's probably my favorite player, especially on defense. But I, I just smile real big whenever he made the interceptions. I mean, it's because of, you know, it's a good thing for the Cowboys. And, you know, but also because, I don't know, it's him. I don't know. But he's also one of the best corners so far this year. He can make the argument for sure that he is the best. He is first in touchdown allowed. He's first in interceptions. He has more interceptions than, like, 30 other NFL teams. So... Yeah, he's first in ball hawk rate. Um, don't really know what exactly what that means. It says here that it's rank among. Never mind. He's first in target EPA, so he has been excellent so far, and he's in his second year, so he definitely had a huge jump from last year. Anyway, moving on is Osa Adigzuio. I don't really know how to pronounce his name, to be honest. But anyway, he was very important in this game. He got many pressures against Donald, including one and a half sacks. And basically the whole defensive line, I know it's not a player, but the defensive line got tons of pressure on Donald, forcing him to make bad throws and sometimes interceptions. Like one interception was off of a bad throw. Well, I guess all interceptions are bad throws, but not really. But made it forced Donald to make a mistake because of the pressure. And they had five sacks against him. So which is why the whole defensive line made the list despite not having DeMarcus Lawrence even. So yesterday it was announced. It was a surprising announcement to me, but Cowboys released Jalen Smith. So why this is surprising, it's not surprising that they released him because 
Um, gonna be completely honest, I thought he wasn't that good, and a lot of other people thought the same. But why it surprised me is because of the timing, right? They they could have done it in the off season, and they didn't have to pay him guaranteed money. And it's just kind of odd that it happened, like right now, because I did see a little improvement from last year, but not terribly much. So basically what surprises, surprises me is the timing of it all. I think they should have waited for it then earlier, but they probably waited until, you know, they could see him in games. So maybe there'll be more on that in the future, but... Right now, that's all I know, is that he got released. released. Now, next Sunday, the Cowboys play the Giants at 325. So the Cowboys, the Cowboys shouldn't, this should be a, a win, a game that they should win. They are 7.5 point favorites, but this is definitely not a game they should overlook because while the Giants aren't, that good. I feel like they can be competitive, and they just beat the New Orleans Saints, which is a good win for them, because I still don't know about the Saints. Are the Saints good? Are they bad? I don't know. But they definitely shouldn't overlook that game, even though they don't look like a great team. They did, yeah. So, defense shouldn't have trouble against the Giants offense, because Daniel Jones, let's be honest, it's not that good. Saquon Barkley is good. So the run defense definitely needs to be a huge factor in this game. So the players on the Giants that they need to look out for is Daniel Jones, just because he is the QB and he's not trash. I think he can definitely make the good plays. Saquon Barkley, like I said, their best offensive player, probably. John Ross, there's... Kenny Galladay, I don't know how much they play Kenny Galladay. I've heard, like, I haven't really watched plays. But if he does play, he was good, pretty good on the, the Lions. Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, Darius Lane, just the normal receivers that the Giants have. They're not elite by any means, but they're definitely weapons. So, yeah, like I said, the Cowboys do need to contain Saquon Barkley. He didn't have a great start to the season but he's definitely picking it up. So, he's still definitely a threat. Last season, unfortunately, this week, week five, last season was the week Dak got injured against the Giants as well, playing at the same time, at the same stadium. So, I just, I know it shouldn't happen again, but like, it's kind of like, Super superstition of mine for some reason. I think that the Cowboys offense will have another great game against the Giants defense. I think that, I mean, there's a lot of talk about the Giants defense being good, but I think they're definitely overrated and the Cowboys can chew apart this defense. So the defense should still have a solid game as well. I mean, if they're able to contain Justin Herbert and the Chargers offense, 70 points, I think they could do pretty similar things to the chart. I mean, to the Giants. So I have the Cowboys winning 33 to 20. 
So that's my prediction. Unfortunately, I will not be able to watch this game because I have something to do, which is so unfortunate. But at least you're playing a team like the Giants and not like an actual good team. But again, like I said, I shouldn't overlook it. But yeah, that's my prediction. So last week, I gave my top five of each conference. And I just wanted an update real quick based off of the events, I mean, of the games that happened this past weekend. And I definitely made a huge mistake in leaving one team out completely. So here's my NFC. So number five is the Packers. They're still getting wins, but they don't look dominant as it could be, which is why they are number five, but they're still on this list. Number four, the Bucks. They were number two, but I moved them down because not only did they lose against the Rams, but they also didn't really do good against the Patriots. They Their offense looked... Tom Brady didn't have a good game, let's be honest. So... That's why they moved down two spots. Number three is the Rams. They also moved down because they did lose to the Cardinals. But they still definitely deserve to be on this list because just because they lose to a team doesn't mean they're bad. The Cowboys are number two. Maybe biased, but I think they deserve a spot number two because they continue to win in in a dominant fashion with their previous win against the undefeated, previously undefeated, Panthers and against their number one defense so that's why they I think they deserve to be moved up some spots and number one is the Arizona Cardinals they are undefeated and they had a great win against the former undefeated Rams who previously looked like the best team in NFC but the Cardinals have a great offense led by Kyler Murray DeAndre Hopkins so, that's why I think they are number one in the NFC, and I'm scared when the Cowboys play them, but we'll see how they are at the end of the season. In the AFC, number five is the Chiefs. They are number five, and no more tie, or whatever that is with the Ravens, <laughs> whatever you'd call what happened last week in my rankings, but they did have a win over the Eagles, not a dominant win, but that's mostly in part to their defense. Yeah, that's why they're not going up in the ranks at all, because of their poor defensive play. Number four, we have the Browns. I think they're staying in the same spot. But they did not have they didn't have a dominant win over the Vikings, but they still won and the Vikings don't look bad, judging by last week against the Seahawks. But a win's a win and that's why they are in the list. Number three is the Ravens. They moved up from a maybe a sixth or fifth spot last week. I think it was fifth. And they did have a dominant win over the previously undefeated Broncos. But now that I think about it, the Broncos were playing without Teddy Bridgewater. They're not playing with Drew Locke in that game because of an injury. But they still beat them. So Chargers, it's number two. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Because they did have a dominant victory. Well, yeah, 14-point game. I'd consider that dominant over the previously undefeated Raiders. I watched that game, and I watched the last six minutes, and I was very disappointed because I was... So they had a 21-0 lead, and they cho- started choking. But then I saw when I saw the game, it 
it was when their the offense, the Chargers' offense, was about to score, and they actually scored. And then I expected the Raiders with five minutes left to do something, but Derek Carr is so bad, threw an interception. And even then, the Chargers tried to make it interesting. They they weren't able to get the first down, so they were going for a field goal, but then they faked punted. And yeah, such a lame game, Derek Carr. This doesn't look that good. But yeah, the, the Chargers offense looked good and the defense looked really good against the Raiders. So that's why they're in number two. The Bills stay in number one because they had another blowout game this time versus the Texans, who aren't good, right? But they, they, they blew everything they blew out so far teams that aren't good. So we'll see how the Bills do versus actual good teams. They play the Chiefs next, which is going to be a good game. But that's why they are in the number one spot for now. And it might change. Here are my predictions for who's going to win each division. So start with the AFC. So the NFC North, I have the Packers winning with Aaron Rodgers. And like I don't think they really have any competition. Maybe the Vikings, but the, the Packers definitely have control of it as of now. They have the better team, best team in the division. The Lions and the Bears are definitely not going to compete with them. So the AFC East, sorry, NFC East, I have the Cowboys. Cowboys are definitely the best team right now. I mean, they are number one, and they only lost one game so far. They look like they could beat any team in the NFC East, and I think they will sweep all of those teams. You know, an actual sweep and not lose one game and call it a sweep. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um... Um, and so the only team maybe competing with that is Washington, but I don't see, I don't think they could match up with the Cowboys, even if they split, but NFC South, I have, I'll have the Bucks doing it because although they don't look dominant early in the season, I I'm pretty sure they'll do the same last year because they have the team to do it. And they they have the better team overall. The Saints are way too inconsistent. Panthers maybe are their biggest competition. They just have to, you know, do good against good teams. Um, And the Falcons are trash. <laughs> their defense is awful. Their offense just won't compete with the Bucks. And you get the point. So not NFC West. This is probably the hardest one because they these are some of the best teams. This is the best division in the league. Let's be honest. But I have the Cardinals winning this, and I know it's very early, and I know they're doing good. Things could change, but the Seahawks they don't look like a team that can. They can win games, probably. Maybe they can make it in the playoffs with wild card, but they don't look like they could beat great teams this year, thanks to their defense. Their offense is pretty good, but we'll see. But I think that the Cardinals, the Cardinals deserve the spot. That's who I think will win their division. So let's move on to the AFC. So the AFC North, I have the Browns winning. No, actually, I have the Ravens winning. I think the Ravens will take this one. 
Maybe the Browns. Um, see, the thing is, the Browns don't look as dominant, but they have the better defense than the Ravens. But I'll still go with the Ravens because their offense, well, okay. The final decision is the Browns. <laughs> I know I'm going back and forth, but um, this is very impromptu. But... So I have the Browns winning because of their offense, and they have the better defense. Between the two, I'm not definitely not considering the Steelers because their offense is so bad with Ben Roethlisberger and Bengals. They're getting better, but maybe next year. Right. The AFC East, I definitely have the Bills winning. They look like the best team in the league right now, or at the very least, a conference. And definitely not the Dolphins. Definitely not the Jets. Panthers. Sorry, the Patriots. Maybe their biggest competition, but. The Bills, I have Bills winning the AFC South. I have the Colts winning because Derek Carr. Well, okay, so I have the Titans for sure. I'm not going with the Colts. That's they're definitely competition. So, so I was the Titans were injured this past game versus the Jets with you know AJ Brown and Julio Jones. But the only reason why I'm considering it not being the Titans is because Derrick Henry carries the team, and like he couldn't, like you couldn't, the Titans couldn't beat the Jets with Derrick Henry. So maybe the Colts would be the better option. So, but to me, the Titans are a scarier offense and a scarier team in general. So I haven't really paid attention to the Colts' defense or offense, to be honest, but. I'll have the Titans winning, basically because they got a win already against them. So, and that that division is pretty easy. So as I feel like if the Titans can beat them again, definitely. And they just have to have a good schedule, good wins. But anyway, so the AFC South. So the AFC South, I have. So let's go with the AFC West start. This is another hard one, but in my opinion, it's between the Chiefs and the Chargers. All the Chargers winning, I think this is their year to win the division over the Chiefs, even, which is kind of crazy. If you were to, if I were to tell myself this two years ago or a year ago, even, but Justin Herbert is doing great things in Los Angeles, and I feel like he can, him along with the rest of the team, can lead them to. The champ, the be the champions of the division. Yes, even on the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are relying on their offense to win. Their defense is absolutely awful, so they have to absolutely turn things around. So yeah, and that's it. That's all the teams. Some of my predictions. That is going to be it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Go Cowboys! I'd like to change or fix my statement that I previously made of that they should have released Jalen Smith before the season. They, I just found out that they couldn't have. I think it's because he was injured and you can't release him for that reason or something. So, yeah, that statement was a mistake.